Please welcome, please welcome, welcome. This is another episode of the Defenders of Business Value podcast, a podcast where we talk about what makes a business valuable, learn the tips and tactics to increase your company's value that only veteran dealmakers know. And now here's your host, Ed Misogland. Welcome to another episode of the Defenders of Business Value podcast. I'm your host, Ed Misogland, and today we are going to be talking about planning your exit in 2024. And while I've touched on this topic, you know, a few times over the last 116 episodes, uh, I, I do a fair amount of speaking. And the funny thing is that I keep on bumping into the same questions at all of these association events that I speak at. And it centers around time. And the reason I want to revisit planning your exit in 2024 is that right about now, which the recording will be coming out in, um, in early March, you're meeting, most business owners will have met or are meeting with their accountants to talk about their taxes. And this is a great opportunity for you to, to explore is 24 the year for you to sell your business. And so what I want to do is address, you know, some of the things that you need to be thinking about in having that conversation. Okay. So what business owners don't understand is the time it takes to sell a business. So the average time, and this is like 56%, 56% of the time it takes between, you know, six and 12 months to sell a business, but let's take a step backwards. What does it take to prepare the business? for sale and prepare you for the sale, therein lies one challenge. You know, you're talking six months to a year to, you know, prepare the business, get the the financials in shape, get the pre-due diligence information gathered it before you hit the market. And and so a lot of business owners, that's a total shock. And then the other side of the transaction is a transition out. So you're talking six months to a year to transition out. So you got six months to a year at the very beginning to plan the sale. You have six months to a year in executing the sale. And then you have six months to a year in, uh, in the ultimate exit and transition of your business to the new buyer. So you're talking, this could be about a three-year process for you to exit. So you need to be in a position to understand how long it's going to take and back into your plans. So, and now that brings us to our next, comp- our next topic. Let's, let's talk about clarifying your exit motivation. Why are you exiting the business? You know, the John Warillo from um, Built to Sell Radio, he has a, uh, a real interesting I don't say an ebook, but let's just say an ebook that um, that he talks about push and pull factors. You know, so the push factors are are what's driving you away from the business. And you know, like I was, I was at this association meeting this past this past week, and it's like you know, I'm tired of people, 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 and vendors are just you know, it, it's just hard in 2024. You know that uh, it trying to hire and retain people. It's just that that's causing people to, to, and business owners to uh, want to get away from the business. And then pull factors are, 
you know, a lot of people want to move into retirement. And this is a little bit of a tricky situation because on moving, if if you're looking at retiring, it's what are you what are you gonna do? What are you just saying, hey, I'm going to golf uh every day or play tennis or play pickleball every day. You know, that's that's great, but is that enough to to spend the 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 last third of your life? And maybe it is. A lot of people, um, it is, but for most people, it's not. So there has to be something. You know, you're you're kind of reinventing yourself, and that's a, one of the challenges that a lot of business owners don't understand is they they become they become part of emotionally invested in their business, and so when they sell, there's a part of them that that goes with that sale, and it's hard to redefine who you are and what your identity is. So you got to give that some thought on what you're going to do and why. So. So I would suggest, you know, as far as this particular section, I would look at, all right, you need to do a T-chart. You know, what drives you from the business and what drives you to, you know, post-sale attributions. So I would I would focus on that. The next step is you want to align your exit, you know, the type of exit you want. And the reasons for leaving. So there's a there's a variety of different ways. And for the most part, we're in in my world. Well, let's just talk about the the majority of the time. Either you're 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 gifting the business, you are um, you're gifting the business or or selling the business to uh, a family member. You're selling the family. You're selling the um, the business to a key employee, a third party, or somebody within within the firm. And so you have to uh, kind of align your motivation as a business owner with the kind of exit you want and the kind of buyer that you want. So we have seen um, all kinds of, of business owners doing re- really remarkable things for their, for the people that they're selling to, or if, yeah, people that, you know, especially individual buyers. You know, there's a, a lot of times you're seeing the the business owner can see what got them into the business and how are they the buyer that looks just like them when they were their age. And we have seen all kinds of transactions that defy, you know, normal rational deal making because they they see they see that person and 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 they they want that person to pick up where they're leaving off. Now, I can tell you that that doesn't happen all the time. It happens a lot, you know, with key employees more so than than third parties that are coming in, but nevertheless, it does happen. But my point on aligning the type of exit you want is who is the buyer that you want and are you looking at at Legacy, you know, okay, well, that may be uh, your your uh, employee, your 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 kid, other management team coming in, maybe even an ESOP. You know, if you're looking at at a business that you're trying to establish legacy, that's one thing. If you're looking to maximize value, well, third party is probably third party, and third party can mean individual financial buyers, strategic buyers, or private equity groups, and all those, all those different buyer pools 
have different types of people buying. So an individual is looking at replacing you and, 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 you know, kind of buy here, pay here thing, regardless of the the uh, debt that they're using, whether it's SBA or, or seller financing, regardless, they are looking at, um, you know, creating earnings that'll pay them, pay their debt and get a return of and on their investment. Strategic buyers, however, they're, they're looking at buying market share, employees, you know, cost economies of scale, those kinds of things. And are, is that the right buyer? I don't know. It, it really, it, I can tell you that through our practice and bringing strategic buyers, strategic buyers have different ways of looking at the particular business and what, where they see value. And each, and, and unfortunately you have to go through the process in order to figure it out um, for the, for our self side clients. And then lastly, you got private equity groups where you have, you know, basically two versions. One, either it's a platform company, you're the platform and they're buying you. And then they're going to bolt on a bunch of other businesses to you to create a, a, a larger um, a larger business, and then they're going to sell it. Conversely, you may be the bolt-on. They may have a platform company that makes sense that at, by adding you, there's economies of scale and, and um, strategic purposes of your addition to their portfolio. So again, when you go back and, and think about the type of exit you want, it really comes down to, you know, who do you want to sell to? And again, you may say, well, whoever pays me the most. Well, I get that. And I can tell you that when you start receiving live fire from, from buyers, that, that doesn't really hold true. Um, highest price may not be the best offer. And, and unfortunately, you just have to go through the process in order to figure that out. So next, which leads us to our, our financial goals, you do have to figure out valuation and you know what the mar how the market sees your business versus how you see the business you really really need to understand both and the biggest the biggest reason behind that is that the market may not see you the way you see the business because um you may have just been in it for so long that you that that you don't have the same clarity that somebody with fresh eyes looks at your business. So the risks associated with the company are, um, are considerably different. And I always, you know, I, I use the example that if, you know, somebody was looking at buying our, our M and a shop, you know, there's substantial risk here. I don't see it because I'm in it. So I know the people I know, I know who's the flight risks, who's not. I know, you know, our lead gen and how it works. I know our relationships with our, our um, strategic partners and centers of influence. And at the end of the day, a third party coming in here, they don't have that. I mean, at all. And so the, it's substantial, there's substantial risk coming in. Now, somebody somebody that's in this in our space they would understand it but there's still risk so my point is that you know you need to you need to get your arms around what valuation looks like to you um and then how you see it with the with the uh how you align with the market and you can you can um 
certainly get a third party appraiser, uh, have a conversation with a, an M and a, um, valuation, you know, valuation person. Most M and a shops are more than happy to kind of tell you what the market is and what's going on. And, you know, the appetite for your type of business. The next thing, um, you need to, as far as your financial goals, you have to, to get your arms around, um, you know, how much you need to retire. And if that's the path you're, you're taking, um, it may not be what you thought. And so, so you have to be in a position to understand value and how you're going to receive it. Like, for example, um, businesses where there's a ton of personal goodwill and personal goodwill is that means the value is tied up in that particular practitioner or owner. That may be a, a long, a long performance based payout where you don't get it all at one time. So you, you have to figure out, okay, if I'm, if I retire today and I'm going to get paid out over the next five to seven years, what does that look like? You know, and that's, that's where it becomes instrumental in working with a, with a, uh, a financial planner to, you know, talk about what do you look like financially post sale? And then when you're planning an exit, you have to examine how much it's going to cost you to, to do this. You know, the, the, the M&A advisors aren't cheap. Um, you know, we like to think that we, we bring, you know, we add, we pay for ourselves at least two times over just by virtue of taking you through a process. But, you know, you, you, depending on the size, I mean, you're talking anywhere from five to, you know, five to 10% of the purchase price, depending on, again, back to the size you have, um, legal and legal and accounting fees. I always say that, you know, that it's good to, to bank on another one to 3% there. And so, so you, you can see if you're, you know, a, a smaller business is a smaller business. You could be paying, you know, between, you know, uh, eight, eight and 15% of the purchase price in various fees. Now, while that seems like a lot, it may not, it may not necessarily be, um, because you got to remember the, by the team that you align with is going to a, like on our side of the shop, we're, we, or our side of the deal team, we're looking at growing, you know, maximizing the value. The, the accounting is looking at minimizing the taxes and the legal is keeping you out of trouble. But my point is that you can see how by working together, those fees that are paid are, are certainly well worth it. So next, um, you have to figure out what your future role is. All right. You know, it depends on, on you really. I mean, there's a, there's a, a lot of business owners, especially these days. And with, you know, with people not wanting to retire, you know, I've, I've got a partner that's, you know, he's in his mid seventies and he's, he's rocking and rolling. He's one of our top producers and he, but he, he is surrounding himself with other practitioners that are, um, helping him, you know, continue to play a, a, a massive role in our, in our practice. So my point is, Age really is doesn't have a whole lot of bearing. It has a lot more bearing to do with endurance, 
and competency. Um, you know, in, in industries where there's a lot of change, you know, if you're retiring, you may not be up on the latest changes, but somebody in your, in your firm or, or, uh, you know, there's, there's ways to offset that. But my point is that, look, you may be, you may be a consultant for the firm. You may be a shareholder, um, for post exit that is. And the, the biggest thing is it all depends on you. I mean, the SBA came along and, you know, there's fractional, there's fractional interest, um, acquisitions going on right now where, you know, you can, you can stay on the cap table, you know, indefinitely, you can be paid as a consultant indefinitely. And that's a bit, these are all big things. So my point is that you're negotiating your future role is a, is ideal. Um, over and above the the purchase price or in lieu of purchase price. So you got to decide that. And then lastly, you have to decide on what's important to you. And is it maximizing the value and and exiting totally to staying with the business and betting on the come? And literally everything in between. So the, the so my point to you on this is, you just need to figure out. And again, you this isn't an answer for 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 me to make for you, but for you to make for me is, you know, everybody look. Everybody wants the the huge payday so they can go. Um, so all the risk is on, you know, on that buyer that acquired the business. I get it. But more than that is, you know, most business owners are, are not inclined to enjoy just receiving that huge payday and going away. Uh, I'm just, I'm just telling you that, that the, the ones that, that we speak with, you know, they're, they, they like that they got their chips off the table, but there's, they still struggle on, what they do next and that there's a lot of time and there's a lot of living to do and the bit and business gave them that joy. So my point to you is that explore what makes you tick and what's your willingness and appetite post-sale because any, any business owner that is willing to remain for an extended period of time demonstrates that they believe in the company and they stand behind um, the investment that that they just sold to the buyer. So look, as we conclude today, the you know the biggest things are you need to understand time. You need to understand how long the time it's going to take to sell the business and you need to understand what makes you tick. You know, are you seeking the highest price? Or are you seeking just to reduce risk? Anytime you begin down this path, I mean, and I can tell you just exploring it, you're miles ahead of so many that just show up at my doorstep and, and they want to sell their business. So I applaud that you even listen to this and, and start thinking about the exit. You know, as, as you're going about your day, you know, evaluate what your life looks like without this business and 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 then kind of back into 
okay, well, how can I get there? And again, there's nothing wrong. You know, every, every business owner is going to exit their business, whether it's voluntary or involuntary. And at the end of the day, it doesn't, I don't want to say it, it doesn't matter, but my point to you is that the biggest thing that I, I want to share with you is that you can control it. If you, if you get your arms around it and you understand you can control it. Um, and it's just a matter of velocity. So my point to you is, is take the, take the time and think about what your life looks like post-sale and what it is personally, you know, personally, what does your life look like financially? What does it look like? And, and what does the business look like? And if you answer those questions, you, you can't make, you can't make a mistake. And at my, my, my door is always open. You know, I'll let you know if I have to turn on the meter, but generally speaking, I'm, I'm getting these questions on a regular basis and I'm happy to help. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if I can be of any help, let me know. Have a great day and we'll see you next time on the Defenders of Business Value. This was another episode of the Defenders of Business Value podcast. For more episodes packed with strategies to increase the value of your business, visit DefendersOfBusinessValue.com for show notes, transcripts, and free tools to start you on your journey. Subscribe now so you don't miss any future episodes.